Yes, this is Lee Klein, and my assignment is to give you a vision for your eternity. It's more about, it, it's a whole lot more than your physical, your, your physical body, the things in, in this world. It's about what's happening in the spirit, which most people don't know because we're not taking God seriously. The Bible is a prophecy, a prophecy, everything is prophesied that will happen. And so if you don't read your Bible, you're not going to know. So I'm here to help you. And so let's get started. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for your warning, for, your, for the teaching that you're giving us, for the prophecy in this word. And we thank you. We praise you for, for just speaking loudly to us to tell us there's not much time left and we need to prepare. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. So in Revelation 22, we were reading yesterday, then he showed me the river. This was John's vision. He showed me the river whose water waters give life sparkling, sparkling like crystal flowing out of the throne of God and the Lamb. And yesterday, Jesus was saying, I want you to see. I want you to see what it is that you're moving into. I want you to see the city. And we prayed that he would give, give us a vision. And if you're really seeking after him, he will give you dreams and visions. He will give you revelation knowledge. Through the middle of the Broadway of the city also on either side of the river was a tree of life with its 12 varieties of fruit, yielding each month and fresh crop. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing and the restoration of the nations. There shall no longer exist there anything that is accursed, detestable, foul, offensive, impure, hateful, or horrible. But the throne of God and the Lamb shall be on it, and his servants shall worship him, pay divine honors to him, and do holy service to him. And they shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. His name on our foreheads. That's our invitation. That's like, our our pass to get in. Verse 14, I want to read to you. Blessed, happy, and to be envied are those who cleanse, who have cleansed their garments, and they may have the authority and the right to approach the tree of life and enter through the gates of the city. Walking through the gates as a privileged people because you cleansed yourself. You live your life here, cleansing yourself of the impure things and deciding to follow Jesus, following the Lamb wherever he goes, which reminds me of another verse I have here for you, Revelation 14, um, verse 3. And they sang a new song before the throne of God and before the four living creatures and before the elders. No one could learn to sing the song except the 144,000 those who are ransomed from the earth. These are those who have defiled, have not defiled themselves of relations with women that were pure as virgins. They were, those were those who follow the lamb wherever he goes. Are you following the lamb wherever he goes? Then you're going to know the song. Your name is going to be on his forehead. You're going to see his face and you're going to be able to walk through those gates of the city. So having faith in Jesus is doing what he said to do. And anything less than that 
your names can be blotted out of the book of life because Revelation 3, 5 says that if we are not overcomers and living this life here is a challenge, it is a fight. Jesus said the kingdom of God is taken by force. It's a fight to live by faith and not by sight. It's a fight to live with all the pressure that the enemy puts on us here as we live here. And so our reward, who I think many think, you know, the things of the world are rewards. Oh, I got a new car. I got this. God got me that. And those are just really things that you need. And yes, he's going to give you more than you can ask or think. But the real privilege, the real reward is to see his face, to live in his kingdom and have the privilege of walking through those gates and to approach the tree of life and to enter through the city gates. So the real privilege, the real blessing, blessed and happy to be envied are those who cleanse their garments and they have the authority and the right to approach the tree of life, to enter through the city, through the gates of the city. You have the right, you have that authority because you fought the good fight of faith, because you kept going, you didn't quit, you represented Jesus. So our reward, Jesus said, he said, don't store up for yourselves rewards in heaven. I mean, on the earth, but in heaven. Because the things on the earth are going to be destroyed by moth and rust. They're going to go away. They're, they're, they're not going to last. You know, as you buy things like, say, you buy a new refrigerator, it does not last forever. Appliances don't last forever. Our clothes don't. Our, our, our vehicles don't. They wear out. But the reward, when you store up for yourselves, Things in heaven, but gather up and heap up and store for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust or worm consume and destroy, and where thieves can do not break and steal. In in heaven, that reward is eternal. And then it says, for where your treasure is, that is where your heart will be also. And so when you're constantly gathering up, when you're pressing through that pressure. To have eternal life, to, to press through the persecution and the, the temptation to just quit and give up. Don't become weary in well-doing because at the proper time you'll reap if you do not faint. So your life here on the earth is a press to eternal life. It doesn't just fall on you. Yes, Jesus bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. He gave his life so that you could have eternal life. His power in you is the power you got to grab onto to resist the sin that you need to resist to have eternal life. And Satan is going to come, just like he did in the garden, and he's going to say, did God really say? He wants to be your God. He wants to control you. And so our reward is that our name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You were invited to the ball. The king had a party. Everyone was invited, but no one wanted to come. They were too busy. Were you too busy? 
Were you not interested in knowing him and getting ready for eternal life with him? Were you too busy to come to the ball? Do you have more, did you have more important things going on? That's the question. Do you? Do you understand the, the, the vitalness of making that choice? If you did, you would make that choice and know that the kingdom is the kingdom of God is taken by force and, and the king is having a banquet and you're invited. And if you don't go to the banquet, if you don't take the invitation, then you're not invited. It'll be too late. You won't have cleansed yourself because you wouldn't know how. If you if you if you deny him, he has to deny you. If you deny that invitation, that day Jesus will have to deny you. He will say, Away from me, I didn't know you. You didn't do the will of the Father. You didn't cleanse yourself of the evil in the world. Even though I lived on the inside of you, you denied me. You pushed me away. And I had no choice but to walk away. And now I have no choice but to stay away from me. I never knew you. If the shoe doesn't fit, if you say you went to the ball and you associated with the prince, the king of kings and the lord of lords, and then that day came and the shoe doesn't fit. You're going to be thrown out where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. There isn't going to be any more time to repent and be forgiven. There isn't going to be any more time for a second chance. You're invited to the ball. You have an invitation. You're scrolling through your phone. It comes up. Hashtag Jesus. You keep going. It was your ticket and you kept going. You kept going. You had the opportunity to not sin and you gave in to the pressure. You denied him three times before the rooster crowed. Three times. You said, I didn't know him. I don't know him. Because you couldn't stand the persecution. Because you walked away from him and didn't make the decision to follow Jesus. You're scrolling through your phone, you're scrolling through, I don't want to see, I don't want to hear that, it's all about me. I want to be accepted, I want to have a nice house, I want to have, all, you know, a couple of cars, I want this, I want that. And Jesus is not my avenue. I have no need of him. I can do this without him. By taking that chance, thinking that you can do this without him, then on that day, you're going to be thrown out into the outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. You won't see his face if you don't go to the ball, if you're not planning on it, if you have no need of him, if you think you can do it yourself, if you don't believe, you won't see his face. You won't have eternal life with him. You won't be allowed to walk through that gate or come near the tree of life. 
You won't be happy. You won't know the song. You won't be in the 144,000. Or compared to, you won't be in the ark. In that day, everything that had breath drowned. This time, Jesus is going to come with his sword. And whoever followed and paid homage to the beast will have his name on their forehead or in their hand, on their hand. Not God's name, but his. And you'll be thrown off into the darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. This place won't be here anymore. Now, some people think, well, I'll be okay. I, you know, it's okay. I don't need to go. The earth is going to burn. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. And if you're not looking forward to that, you're looking forward to, know it or not, destruction, living with the enemy forever and ever and ever. Suffering with, without any, without any escape, just eternal suffering. You're not going to get a break from it. So with Jesus, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more laboring, no more persecution. People aren't gawking at you anymore, but now they can see that they should have paid you attention, that you were right. Jesus was your salvation. Jesus was your strength. They're going to be able to see it. They're going to wish they would have listened. God is so in love with you. He's telling you. He gave you a book to tell you what was going to happen and how to make your choice. And that this is life here is just temporary. Anything that you do here that is sin, it's just a temporary self-indulgence, a temporary satisfaction. But when you live your life Jesus' way, it's long-term happiness, peace, joy, and contentment, even here on the earth. But then that reward to walk through the city, to see his face, to know the song, to be one of those who made it, that's the reward. You want that reward. God loves you, and no matter what you did, He will forgive you. But you got to make that choice now. You got to repent now because this is our time of grace. This is a time where you can forget, get forgiven and start again, start anew. Strive to live in His kingdom. Resist the wiles of the enemy. Satan's going around killing, stealing, and destroying. In a light, he's going, he's roaming around looking for someone that he can devour. And if you don't know, he's going to devour you. If you're not looking at the book, you're going to be devoured. My people perish for lack of knowledge. You're not going to have the knowledge. You don't have Jesus living on the inside of you. 
If you're not living in the spirit here on the earth, you're not going to know or be able to believe what's about to happen. Seek and you'll find, knock and the door will be open to you. Look to him. Praise him. Know that without him, you will not have eternal life. But you will live in hell forever. Read the word. Read the word. In the beginning was the word and God. God was the word and God is the word. So when you're looking at the word of God, you're getting to know him. And Jesus will show you truth and he'll prepare you to live in heaven. And you will see the new heaven and the new earth. You will see the beauty that you have to look forward to. If you can't see it, if you don't know, what is there to look forward to? If you don't know the truth, how can you walk in it? We often say, Jesus said, not everyone who calls me Lord will enter the, into the kingdom of heaven. Are you calling him Lord and you don't even know why? Is it because everyone else is doing it? And you think it's your, your safe ticket to heaven? But you're not heeding his voice. Revelation 3.20 says, if you heed my voice, I will come and live on the inside of you. You gotta heed his voice. If you heed his voice. If you're not heeding his voice, you're not hearing him. And if you're not hearing him, you don't know how good he is. If you ignore him because the enemy got you to deny him, say no. I'm going to do this. You can't be asking me to do that. Then he's going to say to you, I didn't know you, you who practice lawlessness. And there's going to be a group of people arguing with him, Lord. But we did this in your name, we did that. He's going to say, I didn't know you. If you know him and you're seeking after him and you're looking forward to living in the new heaven and the new earth, this is a revelation you got to get. If you are looking forward to live with him, you're not going to be the one arguing with him on that day. You're not going to be trying to get out of doing his will because you have a revelation of knowing that you want to live with him when you leave here, knowing you don't want to go to hell. You don't want to live with the enemy. Do you want to live with the enemy now? Of course not. But if you don't know you're living with the enemy, if you don't know you're following him, then you're going to follow him without knowing because he's going to trick you. He comes dressed as an angel of light. And if you don't know that, then you will perish. My people perish for lack of knowledge. And so if you don't have a picture of, if you don't have a revelation of, wanting to live with Jesus because you know about him and you know how it's going to be there. No more sorrow, no more pain. He loves me. He gave his life for me. If you don't have that going on in your life, then why are you going to want to move in with him? You're, you're going to have the foolish thinking of um, God loves everyone and I'm going to go live with him because I said a prayer. I asked him, come live on the inside of me. And so I'm going to heaven. No, because when you asked him to come live on the inside of you, did you heed his voice? He said, if you heed my voice. Or did you deny him right off? 
or did you deny him when it got too hard? Did the enemy trick you? If the enemy tricked you, he's your father. And if that happened, if that happened, that means you weren't seeking and knocking and going after. You fall in love with someone in the world, more than likely you're going to be seeking and knocking and bothering them until they, they notice you. Say it's love at first sight, and they don't even notice you. That's how it is with Jesus. He loves you, and you're not even noticing him. He's going after you, and you just keep ignoring him. That's a self-centered person, especially when you know the story behind it, that he gave his life for you. He took on your sorrow, your pain, your sickness and disease because he wanted to hurt for you. And so, in order to have that vision of and, and the wantonness of wanting to live with him, you got to find out who he is, what he did for you by seeking him, looking in the other direction and knowing that you have an enemy who is trying to steal your salvation from you. He's out to kill, still, and destroy, John 10 and 10. And Jesus said, I have come that you may have life. Have it to the full. Tell it overflows. Choose me. Choose me. Don't choose him. He's a fake. He's a liar. He's an imposter. He's a beast. He hates you. He's just putting on. He's acting like he cares. It's okay. You can do that. It's too hard to serve God. He just wants to take things away from you. It's okay. Just do what you want. Do what it feels like. Do what you feel like doing. It's okay to sin. God loves everyone. Everyone's going to heaven. He's a liar. And if you believe that lie, then you're following after him. And you will join him in the lake of fire. So Revelation 3.20, Jesus said, If you heed my voice, I'll come and live on the inside of you. I will dine with you. Revelation 3.19, he said he corrects those he loves. He convinces and convicts and instructs those he loves. So you got to hear him to get that instruction, to get that correction, so that he can guide you to eternal life, to live with him, so that he can empower you to resist that persecution, to resist the pressure the enemy's putting on you to quit and give up. God on the inside of you is your strength. The enemy has no power that, other than to lie to you. And that's what he's doing if you believe him and he's, lying, he's, he's just lying to you. He's pulling and on that day. You're going to see that he has pulled the rag right out from under you. What you were... What, you're, what you were banking on, the lie he told you, when it doesn't happen, that's when you're going to find out, unless you're paying attention now, Jesus will reveal the truth to you, that he's a liar. And so I'm going to pray with you, and I'm going to assume that you're going to be in agreement with me, that you're going to commit to him, and you're going to heed his voice. Jesus, we're ready to heed your voice. We're asking that you come and live on the inside of us. And we thank you and praise you. 
ahead of time that you're going to lead us and guide us, correct us, convince us, and instruct us. We commit to you. We commit to heed to your voice and take no part in the enemy's lie. We thank you that you're going to strengthen us to do your will. We know that we are empowered with your power, that we have authority in your name. And so we receive that. We're committed to you. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. Jesus has a word for us. He's saying, go forth. Put on your armor. The time is near. Leave it all behind. Sooner or later, soon enough, you're going to have to lay it all down. One way or another, you have to let go. Thank you, Jesus. So true. What, what you're hanging on to here is you can't bring it with you wherever you go. It's just a temporary hold. It's just, it, it just has a temporary hold on you. Like in your bank account, it says pending or it says holding it. Like it's holding it. That stuff is just ha has a temporary hold on you. And when you leave here, wherever you're going, you go. And none of the stuff goes with you. Your treasures don't go with you. So, Jesus is so good to us. He's warning us. It's amazing how good he is. And all the warnings he's giving us. There will be no excuse for any of us on that day. So thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.